Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is everyone's favorite, Ben Cohen from The Banter. Can't wait to talk to him. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup. And don't forget, you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Ben Cohen. Welcome back to the show, Ben. Uh, Thanks very much for having me, Kimberly. (laughs) You know, the last time you were on the show, it was in December, so Happy New Year. And then also, since then, there's been all kinds of crazy news. But before we get into the news, I want to say a couple of things before you and I start talking. I just want to talk to my audience for a second, because number one, Ben and I are going to do something really fun at the end of the show, if we have time. And it is, for those of you who are familiar, the Bernard, <laughs> I've tried to say it all like French, Bernard Pivot uh, questionnaire that James Lipton would always ask his guests on the uh, on inside the actor studio. Now I will not be doing this with everybody, but I was thinking of perhaps coming up with some of my own questions and doing something similar with my guests. So I want your feedback on this. Today I'm going to use the Bernard Pivot questions. Just give me your feedback. The other thing that I'm going to do today on my on my patrons only show is I'm going to tell my story of first time sex and I'm doing this because people online, I asked them, would you be interested in reading stories about other people's first times? And they were like, ew, no, boring. (laughs) And that's always the response I got when I collected stories for a book called The Virgin Diaries. And everybody's story is interesting and it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if you're an adult or you're a kid. I I wrote this, or I I, I got this book put together, I should say, I put this book together for people who had never had sex, um, who were curious. But adults reading it can kind of like reflect and you know go back and remember their experience. So I'm just letting you know that that's what's coming up today. And now I'm going to get into it with Ben. So thank you, Ben, for letting me have my spiel. <laughs> just have to. I had to get that out. Kimberly, your show. <laughs> your show. I'm just. I, I, I just like. I. I, I kind of love like listening to your spiel because it's great. Oh. You, 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 you've, got, you've got a great podcast, and I got a podcast, and you know we're 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 um. You know, it's getting polished. It's, it's yeah. not as polished as it could be. So it, it's kind of cool, like being on other people's podcasts and being like, "Oh, okay, this is <laughs> this is how you do it. This, this is how the pros do it." So oh I'm, well, I'm, thank I'm, you. Yeah, but always. <laughs> I don't know how polished I am. I just I just try to do what you know, like feels natural to me and organic. I think you know. I look at Bob's show, and he's got all the bells and whistles, and I have no bells and whistles, and I I I, I wouldn't even know how to use the bells and whistles. So I just try to make it as uh, organic as I possibly can. Um, but before right, we... Personable, yeah, you know? Personable, exactly. Stuff that people can relate to. And, you know, occasionally I have these, I don't know, like fantasies. And it's happening right now because the politics is just so harsh and hard to take. Mm. And I will always follow politics, but I, I keep thinking, maybe there's a show I could do that would be fun. <laughs> you know, and it's like, maybe I could just switch to a fun show, but I don't know what I'm going to do right now. I'm just kind of playing around. Um, but anyway, before we start talking about all the horrible stuff 
I want to hear about your new baby, and I want to hear about your kids. How are they? <laughs> yeah, they 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 are exhausted. Uh, we are we are bloody exhausted. Um, so Raphael, <laughs> our new our newborn, is he? Well, he's not newborn anymore. He's four months. Oh. Uh, almost to the day. So four months. He's smiling a lot. He's very Aww. smiley, very happy little boy. Oh. Um, so that's good because our oldest one, Moses, is he wasn't. You know, I love him to pieces. Of and course. He's funny, but he's he's bit of, he can be a bit of a um. Bit of a misery guts, as we say. Uh, wait, wait, wait! What a misery! What? Misery guts. Misery guts. Misery guts. Oh I don't know if you have that saying. I've in, never in, heard in that. US, no. Yeah, but we. Yeah, Moses is a bit of a misery guts, and, <laughs> and um, but Raphael was uh, happy as anything, and he's just oh. you know you wake up, wake him up, and he smiles at you, and <laughs> you know say so all the getting peed on and being vomited on and all that kind of stuff getting on is, is like that's fine you know like you don't mind it because it gives you a big smile afterwards so um we're not sleeping but you know we're, we're trying to enjoy we're trying to enjoy it you know um, yeah. as best as much as we can while being very tired and not really getting a lot of work done um you know so but yeah otherwise you know all good everyone healthy and relatively happy and yeah we're we're, we're, the current household is 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 okay well that's good and so now is moses jealous no no he's not he loves being a big brother uh he actually loves it he he um he wants he you know he's always trying to cuddle with Raphael, and he's he's, uh (laughs) yeah yeah it's great to see like he you know um he, he was a bit in the beginning he he wasn't quite sure was a bit of a kind of shock to him he wasn't yeah. quite like who you know what what is this right um but he's been you know we prepped him we spent mm-hmm. a long time prepping him wow you know? uh read him books about being a big brother so he kind of gets it you know we kind of drummed it into his head what, right. it, what it meant and so like so, so we, we got you know we got all these books about what it means to be a big brother and he he, he really does he's quite good you know he tries to feed him oh. i mean Moses is only four so he yeah so um you know, you've got to be careful. Like he doesn't quite understand the, how small and fragile yeah. Raphael is. Right. Uh, so that he has no concept of that. So he thinks he can like play with Ruffy, Ruff, yeah. like you know, as you would with another four-year-old, which right. is obviously he, he can't. So we have to <laughs> stop that. But you know, he, he I've got to say, like you know, so far, you know, can't, I really can't, can't can't complain. Yeah, that's it's great. Cool. That's really cool. Now, so. I think I asked you this before, and I can't remember your answer. Do you think you'll have a third? No. Okay, that's right. That's right. I remember. <laughs> that was very a, a definitive. De- a definitive. Like, <laughs> di- like first of all, first of all, we 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 haven't slept in we haven't slept in in, in months. Second of all, they are you know cost of living over here is expensive yes, enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd have to sell. I'd have to sell an organ to to, to, <laughs> to, afford another, to afford another one. No, no, yeah, that two's two's good. We're good. We're set. <laughs> well, I know that. Um, I think I had been home for a couple of nights, and I slept nine hours. I and you know what? That has never changed. I have been a nine-hour person. I need nine hours. I can get away with eight and feel okay yeah but i always just feel optimal with nine and my mother was so grateful because you know she'd put me to bed i don't know what time she would put me to bed but i would sleep a full nine hours so she never had that problem 
and I was her only kid, so she never had that experience. And I, you know, I didn't have kids, but I always figured, I, or at least I always hoped that if I had one, I would <laughs> have a little version of me that liked sleep so much because I can only imagine I so <laughs> cherish my sleep. So I don't envy you, but it sounds like everything is going great. And um, I am looking forward to meeting both of your kids whenever that's possible. So let's get into the COVID conversation because I don't know if you happen to see there was a a thread by Andy Slavitt and it was about the new variant. Did you happen to read that? No, I haven't. I haven't. So so just quickly, we're starting with the cheery stuff first, right? This is the cheerful uh, <laughs> the cheerful news is COVID these days, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the least offensive, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the, at the days, oh my God. No, I, I haven't. Are you gonna are you gonna ruin my, my No 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 no. Actually no I'm not. I'm not. Please tell me about <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so basically, it's not ruined. It's actually half hopeful, half, oh my God, I hope not. But what he's saying is, and I can't remember the details because, you know, he got all into the weeds and everything, and he was saying that what was happening over in Europe, specifically in England, I think it was BA1 or something, or they had BA11 or whatever, or we had, I think they had BA1 and then we had BA11. That was Omicron, okay? And, and mm. now there's BA2. That's, that's what they're calling stealth Omicron because it's evidently 30% more infectious. But the way that he wrote it is, he, and I can't remember, like I said, it. you could go to his, uh, anybody who wants to can just go to his Twitter feed, and I, I'm not, I wouldn't read it anyway because it's really long. But the gist of it was literally it could go either way. There is a, an opportunity for, um, for us to kind of stay clear of another surge. And it just, it depends on a lot of things, like for instance, because Omicron, you know, raged through the country, so many people have gotten it that there is a certain amount of natural immunity. I hate saying that because uh, Republicans have stolen that, that term and, and turned it into something else. But there is such a thing as natural immunity, and people at least who have had it, I would say, I don't know how long your natural immunity hangs on, but it, it's definitely going to help uh, keep it from spreading. So he did say there's a chance that, yeah, a chance we could have a surge. And I know right now numbers are going up in New York. But so many people have had COVID. So many people, uh, a good amount of people have been vaccinated. A decent amount of people have been boosted, boosted, I should say. And um, because of all of these things, you know, there is a hopeful aspect to this. But I wanted to ask you, now you've got two children who are under, you know, too young to get. It, did they approve a vaccine for under five yet? Uh, it's, it's no, no, it's, it's five. It's five. It's and still older. five. Okay. So as parents of kids who cannot yet get vaccinated, um, regardless of what Andy Slavitt said, what is it that you're feeling and how are you behaving, you know, now that they've taken away the mandates and everything, what are you guys doing? Well, okay. I, if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm all over the place, right? Uh -huh. When it comes to COVID and I have been for, for a while. Uh, and it, you know, because it, you've, you know, I think I've definitely, we, we've suffering from COVID fatigue, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Um, I think, you know, uh, the lack of kind of, you know, be, being social and that kind of stuff yeah. is really, um, it really started to affect us more for, for whatever reason this year. Hmm. Um, and it might have been to do with having a kid and just being yeah. isolated anyway. Yeah. 
um, you know, uh, so what we have kind of decided to do with Moses, Moses got COVID. Oh, he did. He, he when? He had COVID. When did he? Yeah, uh, a couple of months ago. But we, the thing, the weird thing was that we didn't know about it, right? Huh. So we, we'd gone at, at his Montessori. He had to get a test um, every, um, I think it was every Monday, they had to do a, a, um, a lateral flow test. Uh-huh. And then, uh, but we'd been off for over the Christmas break and we'd had like, for various reasons, um, we had to keep him out of school uh, for, for, for other reasons. I can't uh-huh. remember what it was. I think they, the school had like, was shut down because of a COVID outbreak or something uh-huh. like that. I forget what it was, but... Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, we we went down to do a PCR test for him, right? We got we got a PCR test um, so he could go back to school. But the PCR test just didn't they didn't we didn't get the results, right? So um, he after five days of like no test results back, mm-hmm. um, we said to the school, we're like, look, like we were sent off a PCR test. It's been five days, like there was there's no like we can't keep him out of school any longer. And they're like, right, we'll do a, do a come in, do two antigen tests and, you know, he can come back to school. Yeah. If, he, if he had no symptoms, so we did the antigen test, negative, went to school. The day after he went to school, we got the PCR oh, test no. back, which was positive. Oh, no. So we'd had COVID, right? So then right. we called the school up. We were like, look, really, like, we just got the result back. It turns out six days ago he had COVID. Uh, what do we do? And they like looked at the rules and they said, no, he's fine. Just do another antigen test tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if he's negative, it, we, we're, we're okay. So we did another antigen test the next day. We all took antigen tests, negative, no symptoms. I think I'd had like a sort of maybe a sore throat for an, for an evening. Mm-hmm. And then I, I remember thinking like, is, is this, am I coming down or something? And yeah. then the next day I was fine. Um, so we've been exposed to COVID and Moses had COVID and had no symptoms. Hmm. Um, so after that, we can't, I got to be, you know, we sort of relaxed a bit, um, because yeah. it's like, okay, we're all vaccinated. Right. Like we've been exposed to COVID. Moses has had COVID. Everybody we know, everyone we know without fa- without fail has either had COVID or is triple vaccinated. Yeah. So we just started So we, you know, We've, we've kind of just relaxed now hmm. um you know and we're just i'm just my rule of thumb is now is like we're gonna do what the cdc tells us to do if the cdc and and the and maryland says we don't need to wear a mask we, you know we won't wear a mask if they say case numbers are up put a mask on i'm gonna wear a mask mm-hmm. i'm sort of like I'm just going to do what public health officials tell me to do and i'm right. totally fine with that i'm totally fine to like outsource um, my co- my my mask wearing stuff uh, to the federal government or to or to you know to, to Maryland they right. and do it based on on case numbers so that's my that's our sort of thing though right now I, I, what I'm not doing is I'm like you know they said at Moses Montessori they said he doesn't need to wear a mask so he's not wearing a mask mm-hmm. um, wow. in school and and you know like I obviously I think it's better for the kids to not if you if you had a choice yeah you know if, well, there, was no, if there was sucks. no covid yeah 
you wouldn't wear a mask. So right. he's not wearing a mask at school now. And and like you know, he got a cold. I think he almost immediately he got a cold. Yeah, um, <laughs> not surprising. <laughs> not surprising, right? But but you know, it, it's I'd rather you know at some point. I think we we gotta we gotta have some semblance of, of normality and yeah. like if the facts change, we're happy to change our behaviour. If does that make sense? Does that uh, yeah. does that? Absolutely. Let yeah. me ask you this too, because I I believe both Pfizer and Moderna are now saying an, another booster uh, would be beneficial, and I believe the the CEO of Pfizer has also you know reached out to some independent um, what are they groups or whatever to you know, say, what do you think? And I imagine they're going to come back and they're going to say, yeah, we'll recommend another booster. And, uh, you know, the same for Moderna. Now, let's just say the CDC recommends everybody gets a, 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 a second booster. Would you do that? So what, four, four doses? Four, four doses. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, I'm happy to, whatever. <laughs> so, I mean... It, like, it, would, it, you, would you wait? Would you do it like... Okay, for instance, like right now, you and I don't live too far from each other, but we live in different counties, I think. And I've been checking my county, and it's been about like 45 cases. New, like average is about 45 per day, just cases. Um, you know, obviously, yeah. if you're in a different county with a smaller population, you're getting a much smaller number, maybe in the teens. So, would you get it right now if it were approved right now, or would you wait to see if numbers start going up again before you would get it? Yeah, I mean, I would probably wait. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of issues based on practicality and the fact mm-hmm. that um, because we are so sleep deprived, yeah, um, that that going to get a vaccine and dealing with the side effects of the vaccine is like that knocks you. You know, I, yeah. I, for every single shot I've had, it's been I've I've lost like you know twelve hours. Yeah, um, which is fine, but like you know, when two kids, mm-hmm. you know, keeping you up, it, it's it's That's quite a lot. difficult to kind yeah. of. So I would just, you know, basically, if they if they, if they say get two shots, um, and uh, if numbers start creeping up, and it's like, okay, you know, you're more at risk now for getting COVID. Yeah. Um, and 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 a vaccine will do, you know, is is probably worth it. I'll do I'll do it. You know, I'm I'm not. Um, I'm I'm again. I'm happy to sort of play a lot of play it by ear. What is what is yeah. the CDC recommending? And right. what are the caseloads like? You know, yeah. it, it's. Uh, I think just trying to be sensible. You know, right. as opposed to sort of. I, d- I don't want to be to to like have my entire life dominated by COVID anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, and why? Um, but that also <laughs> being responsible. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it, it just means being. Res- do you know what I mean? I yes. think if you're vaccinated and 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 you're and you're sort of you know, like then you're being responsible, right? And yeah. and and like. I think that if you're not vaccinated and you're just, you know, hanging out with loads of other unvaccinated people when you're like, that's not being responsible. So right. I'm all for be responsible and then live your life, you know, like, mm-hmm. go and, you know, like I'm, I'm happy to not wear a mask mm-hmm. uh, um, while it's safe to do so. If the facts change, I'll change, you know, I, right. I, it's, I don't think it should be a big um, big issue where it's like whether I'm pro or anti-mask. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not. <laughs> who loves wearing a mask? No one loves wearing a mask. But if if it if it's better for for everyone around us to do that um, due to case numbers, then you you should wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I I I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'll probably get a booster 
but I've got an issue of I have a, uh, a nasal polyp and I want to get that removed and I have a telemed with my doctor on April 11th and I'm going to try to just schedule the operation and I want to talk to him and say, look, if I choose to get vaccinated, you know, do I, or I should say, uh, is there any kind of a conflict? Because I know when my mom had hip, hip surgery, she was told that if mm. she got vaccinated, she had to wait a certain period of time. So that's really what I'm going to base it on because I've, I would imagine by the time I could get this scheduled, it's probably going to be approved. So I'll either do it before or after. But and the and two, it's like nobody wants to keep getting vaccinated. As you know, these these vaccinations seems to last about four months. So that's why I would be willing yeah. to do it. But it would really be great if they could come up with a vaccination that you could just get once a year with the flu, which I imagine they're going to do at some point. But you know, in I, I know it's if you keep asking people to be vaccinated every four months, it's not going to happen. It's just not enough no. people are going to do it. So, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do it now. And you know what? This is just about, I don't remember the date, but it was just about two years ago right now that we pretty much shut everything down. So we've been yeah. living with this. I mean, we've been living with this for just, just over two years, you know, a few days over two years. But I'll never forget. Oh, I'll just never forget that first night Rachel Maddow dedicated her entire show to COVID. And I you know, had been talking to Bob about it. And he's like, oh, you know, and he's mentioning all the other pandemics that were nothing and or, or not as big a deal as this. And so I was like, I don't know, man, she did her whole show. And then the second night, she also dedicated that second night to COVID. And I'm like, dude, we're in trouble. <laughs> we are in trouble. And sure enough, it's been two years now. And I'm hoping, you know, I mean, I've mentioned this on the show before, too, but it's worth uh, re-mentioning, which is Fauci basically wrote, I don't know what, you know, it's like a, a piece that said that we're heading toward the endemic. And I know he definitely mentioned variants and stuff like that. And that's always going to be a big question until it's not anymore. But uh, I think I think we're in a decent position and I, I'm actually feeling a little bit hopeful. And I, you know, I, I did see, like I said earlier, there was some report that cases are going up in New York. And while it's true that cases may go up, it may, you know, like this Christmas, December, January, we were seeing, at least in my county, thousands of new cases per day. I would bet you anything that it won't go up to that again. I just don't think it will. And then once this peters out, hopefully that would be it. I, I hope. I hope there's not a new variant, but there's all these other parts of the world that aren't vaccinated. And and those variants, I guess, you know, I've, I've heard, and I don't know what this is, maybe you know, or somebody who's listening knows, that the variants tend to get weaker, but, I, but, but that's not true because Delta was kind of worse from my understanding from the original strain. But then Omicron was not as strong, but it was, but more people were getting it. So I don't know. I don't know how it works, but I'm just fucking sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, you know, every, it, it is. It's getting. It is getting to the to the sort of, you know, everyone is is like losing the plot. I think over, over <laughs> this. Um, and and what I have, I got to say, what I have started doing um, is is like. I'm not that guy. I'm not that anti-mask person, right? right? But what I don't what what I'm not doing is I'm not like going to a restaurant and wearing it when I go into the restaurant and then taking it off <laughs> when I sit down. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> or 
sorry to everybody. I'm not going <laughs> to pretend that that's I'm being COVID responsible. It's like if you're going to a restaurant, right? With if you're going to eat in a restaurant, you're kind of being COVID irresponsible, and that's fine. Right, right, that's right. totally fine. That's totally fine to be COVID irresponsible, to be slightly COVID irresponsible. You have to live your life at some point, right? Yeah. But I'm just going to not wear a mask. I'm just going to go <laughs> to the restaurant, and I'm just going to not wear my mask on the way in and sitting down and leaving. Yeah. I'm not going to put it on when I stand up and go to the toilet. <laughs> I'm going to going to keep it off when I go to the toilet, right? I'm just like I know I don't want to be that. I'm really don't want to be that guy who's yeah. like you know. COVID dick, right? But but I think <laughs> there's, 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 there are so like it's very interesting, like how kind of we, we've developed this weird sort of that social mm-hmm. norms over the mask wearing, where it's a lot of it is, you know, people will meet up and they'll wear their mask, and then <laughs> once they've shown each other that once they've shown each other that they're, <laughs> they're mask wearers, they then start taking them off. It's like, look, why don't we? Should we just stop? doing that should we just like we're all being kind of irresponsible here and that's yeah. totally fine but should we just take them off and stop pretending that we're responsible and then actually showing that we're not yeah i mean what's the, really what's like, the point yeah what's the what's the point like i get it i understand we, we've been do, like the pandemic is you know that i don't know like it, i think it's um it's messed a lot of people up mm-hmm. um psychologically and i understand that you know like it's been brutal um it's been really brutal but what i think it you know you're either going to wear a mask or not wear a mask it's right like it's hanging like it under yeah. Your nose, you know? yeah don't it, bother just stop just don't don't put the mask on with your nose hanging out like, right just don't just yeah and do the, one or the other one or the other and i get that because i'm not at the point now where I'm 100% comfortable going to a restaurant because I'm just going to base that on low case numbers. And I still do mask when I go to the grocery store, and I hate it. I hate wearing a mask. But I, I'm going to base everything on the case number. It's like when it's down into the teens, ah. that's when I'm going to feel. And I am like you because it's like, what, what is the point of fucking wearing a mask into some place where you sit down and you breathe all over the place and you cough and you do all the things that you do when you eat? It's if you're sick or if if there's anything to be spread, it's going to happen when you're sitting down at your table, and it's just stupid to pretend that walking to the table with a mask on is going to make any fucking difference. So it's going to do anything. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. It's like with with I got to you know with Moses and his Montessori. Right. They take the mask off when they're sleeping. Uh huh. Oh. Okay. Um, and they mask off when they're eating. So it's like okay. So <laughs> what? Is COVID stopping when they're exactly. sleeping? I don't know. Yeah. No, it's just, just should not we happening. Just stop? Should we just stop? No, should we just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, 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 I get it. Like, he's either going to wear a mask. So this is why I'm happy to for him not to wear a mask. It's right. Because basically, they're not wearing masks. They're, they're not wearing masks. Yeah. They're pretending to wear masks <laughs> some of the time. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, yeah. and so it's like, I just, uh, yeah, I think that's where I am. I don't want to be one of these... I really don't want to be one of these dicks, like these mask dicks. But but yeah, we've got to. I think we have to get to the point now where it's like either we're doing this or we're not doing this. Right? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, and that's and it. Yeah, that's just... exactly it. And the mandates are gone now. I don't necessarily. I I still think we should have the mandates in place. Um, I think what they should have done is kept an eye on this, you know, stealth variant, and watched what was going to happen. And then if it never really you know, if it peters out, 
then yeah, let's just get rid of it. But I'm not the CDC. I'm not the one who makes the rules. So I'm just going to leave it to them. And, you know, I do feel slightly more, I don't know, safe than I did, uh, of course, yeah. a couple of months ago. Um, but it's just really up in there and people are still getting it. So and I don't want it. I just don't, especially because of long COVID. You know, what's his name? Tim Kaine got long COVID. And then he, he <clears throat> there was a tweet that I, I saw today earlier that it was from an article. It was a blurb that all the, a lot of his colleagues have gotten long COVID. And they're calling him because he's made it public. And they're calling him and they're like, I don't want to say anything publicly. Which I think is really yeah. um, dangerous. As an elected official, if you got long COVID, you should absolutely be talking about it. Because clearly the... Yeah, the, the people on the, in the news media aren't really focusing on that. And that's just, that's just, and you know what? I would like to know, and I don't know this, and I haven't been able to find any information, but if you've been, you know, mm -hmm. vaxxed and boosted and everything, does it cut your chances for long COVID? Because you can still get it if you, if you are yeah. vaccinated, but maybe it cuts it. What about the, what about the pill that they offer you or will offer you? I don't know if they do yet, but Biden was talking about that antiviral pill that if you test positive, boom, you get this antiviral pill. Well, if that's the case, does that make it, you know, so that you don't get long COVID? These are the kinds of things that I weigh and that's why I continue to wear a mask. And I mean, I don't, I'm certainly not about shaming people. Um, the only thing that I, you know, would feel judgmental about is if someone actually had covid and they were walking around without a mask and not telling people or yeah. you know things like it's that awesome. yeah but but outside of that i mean i i understand everybody's has different you know just they feel differently about it and as long as you're choosing to be as responsible as you can be under the guidelines i really do believe that's the most we can ask for at this point but um yeah it's just i'm just i'm just really yeah. hoping because we're all sick of it it's been two years and on top of it, we've got this crazy war and all these other things that are going on, which actually we're going to get to in a second. Uh, but first, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be back after this message. Hey, it's Kimberly. Are you a patron of the show yet? If you're not, it's really easy to become one. So easy. Just go to patreon.com slash start me up. Check out all the different tiers. Choose the one you like and become a patron today. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. But yeah, so we've we've got this war going on. And well, it's not really a, I like to call it Putin's invasion um, because he's a fucking madman. And, you know, I, I, I know you've been hearing all about the different uh, the different stories coming out. Like, for instance, today there was something on Twitter. Russian troops were forced out by Kiev, uh, forced out of Kiev sub suburb. Ukrainian armed forces confirm. So that's good. Then also I'm trying to find it here. Um Let's see. There, okay. Well, one of one of the things I want to get to, and I'm looking at a couple of things. That's why I'm I'm taking a little time on this. I want to ask you your opinion on this. So, Gary. Okay. okay Gary Kasparov says, if you're so afraid of what a dictator might do if he loses that you're letting him win, it's time to reevaluate both your strategy and character. So I'm assuming that that this means that he is implying or suggesting maybe that we should have military action when it comes to what Putin is doing. And it's like, I've talked about this with Bob and it's really fucking hard. It's really, really, really hard to, I mean, I don't want World War III. I don't want nuclear weapons. I don't, I don't want nuclear attacks, obviously, duh. Um, but then on the other hand, you are, you know, we are watching 
it's, I mean, cruelty doesn't even begin to describe what he's doing. He's maniacal. He, it, it's like he's getting off on the cruelty. And, I mean, he's going after hospitals. He's going after individuals. He's going after their food. Um, he's not going, you know, it's, it's war crime after war crime after war crime. And then we've all heard the stories that, you know, the sanctions are going to crush him economically. The Russian soldiers have low morale. Like, what is your gut telling you? I know, you know, I say this to everybody, but I know you're not psychic. But, like, is there, do you have, like, a gut feeling of where this is going? And, and, and how are you dealing with the, um, because it's very difficult for me, dealing with the morality of understanding we don't want, you know, a world war, but watching what's happening and imagining it, it were you and your family and how you would feel about it, like the whole world watching and going, hey, we're on your side, but we're just standing here. Like, how, how, how are you dealing with that as well as where do you think things might be going? Like, what's your hunch, gut feeling? So, you know, I think like everybody else, it, there's a, you, you're really feeling the uncertainty mm-hmm. of, of it all, right? And I yeah. think that that's kind of the scary thing. Have this, you know, we don't quite know where this is going and like how you know conflicts can can these these kind of conflicts can escalate quickly mm-hmm. right they can yeah. someone can you know if, if if he attacks nato you know nato then has to step in um then we're in world war three mm-hmm. right that that's you know that that will happen right that that that's the kind of chain of events right so obviously you know i'm very grateful that we've got a sane and competent uh, white yes. house uh, during the time like this right that you that biden has got this tightrope that he's trying to walk yeah. um between um uh ensuring that ukraine um is able to defend itself without um put you know without basically escalating it to the point mm-hmm. where uh mm-hmm. the, the Putin then regards it as, um, you know, a NATO intervention or a U.S. intervention, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very delicate game that he's playing, right? And there are lots of smart people um, who are uh, very, very carefully sort of it's like a hidden language, right, between between the Russians and 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 basically the Russians and NATO, yeah. um, in making sure that things are not. Uh, you know, th- that things don't go nuclear. So that's very important. But Putin, and I kind of understand where Gary Kasparov is coming from, right? I don't necessarily agree with him, right? But I get it. Yeah, me too. Uh, that he, what he's, what Gary Kasparov is saying, he's saying, if you give this guy an inch, he will take it, yeah. right? And he'll yeah. take more, and he'll keep taking more because if he smells weakness, he'll move, right? Right. He he's not going to um, he's not a guy that you can really negotiate with in good faith, right? Because he's just he's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way the only way to do that is to give this guy red lines. Is to go like you do that. This is what's going to happen, and then you have to prove it. You have to show him that that's what is going to happen yeah. if you do that. Um, so, but I you know I think that Biden has made that clear. He's told him you you touch NATO. You go. You you. We will defend every inch of NATO territory. Is what mm-hmm. he said, um, and and I think that that's very clear. Um, and you know they're also funding. And look, the, you know, if you, I follow a lot of military generals and, and military strategists and people mm-hmm. who study war on Twitter, 
uh, and and I've been reading a lot of kind of like military analysts. And one thing's becoming pretty clear, right? And I don't know whether you've gleaned this or not that the Ukrainians are kicking their asses, like they they're are, kicking yeah. the shit at the Russians. <laughs> like it's not even close. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's catastrophic loss. Yeah. The Russian um, military losing. I think the last estimates I saw was at least seven thousand troops have been killed, hmm. and several generals. Right. Wow. They're killing generals. This mm-hmm. is like it's a bloodbath over there, mm-hmm. uh, and the Russian mm-hmm. troops are not motivated. Um, you know they're they're not their supply lines are being tampered with they can't you know it's a logistical nightmare Mm -hmm. um they're nowhere near to taking over kiev um they're nowhere near taking over any major sort of strategic city in ukraine that's going to make a difference the ukrainians are not going to give in they're not going to bend and give putin what he wants right so and the the russian economy is being bled dry Mm -hmm. so I think that, you know, obviously this makes Putin more dangerous mm-hmm. because, um, mm-hmm. you know, if he if he senses that he's losing, he's more likely to do use chemical weapons. He's right, more likely yeah. to kind of, you know, um, up the ante. Mm-hmm. So, look, my I, I think the best bet, which is sort of I feel what the Biden administration is doing, is you just accept that this is going to drag on for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and you give the Ukrainians everything they need to hold on, um, everything they need to to basically force a stalemate with Russia, to, to essentially ensure that the Russians can't, they they know that they can't win. So they they and but you don't escalate, mm-hmm. right? You don't mm-hmm. escalate. Make sure that um, you know uh, the the Russians aren't provoked unnecessarily, but that they you isolate the fighting to Ukraine. Right, and and you, you fight a proxy war, and you train and you train them completely yeah. until the economy essentially, and and then you let the Russian, you let people around Putin take care of Putin, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. because Putin will then have to negotiate. He, you know, Putin will look for a way out at some point, right? Yeah. Like he's not going to do it now, but you 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 sap um, the strength of the Russian economy significantly, and and you know destroy all his troops. Um. You're, he's, he will at some point either look for a way out, right, mm-hmm. and the Ukrainians can then negotiate a settlement that's that's uh, okay with them, um, or someone in his someone in the Kremlin is going to take him out. Like yeah. dictators don't usually get like cushy retirements, you know. They don't get to like <laughs> the, not the way not, not the way it ends for most of these bastards, yeah. right? Most of them get like he doesn't end well. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people in the Kremlin, a lot of the oligarchs and whatnot, and the generals, um, they're not looking forward to, uh, to, to you know, not having any money, to the ruble being yeah. worth nothing, to then to be able to not travel anywhere. So like, like, like he's destroyed Russia's economy. He yeah. sent it back like you know, in 20 years. So you know, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that this is going to um, play out in 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 Ukraine and our favour. Uh, but it has to be done carefully, and it has to be done um, without dragging. You know, this cannot go past, uh, expand past Ukraine's borders. It cannot, yeah. like, yeah. absolutely not. Look, if Putin does it, if Putin decides to do that, then we have to respond. This right. is what you know. This is what war is. You know, he, there have to be consequences for action. His actions then have to, you know, for everything he does, there has to be a a, a, a proportional um, escalation on mm-hmm. our on our part. But it has to be proportional. 
right? Yeah. It can't be like, you know, he, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it, it can't be, we, we, and that, that has to be done. That's why hopefully you have sane, intelligent people doing this. Yeah, it's really you know, hard. It's just, it's, it, I mean, I agree with you 100%. And, and then it goes back into that, like, moral dilemma where, you know, children are being, you know, they're targeting children. They're tar- I mean, there was that thing on the news where in that shelter, people were taking shelter in the theater and they had written children on the ground in front and in back so that, you know, the, the uh, planes could bomb them and or the fighter jets or whatever. And it's just it's so egregious. I mean, they're like I said earlier, they're going for their food supply which is going to hurt everybody. It's, it's because, you know, Ukraine puts out sunflower oil and I think they have a certain amount of wheat and, you know, and it's, it's substantial. So it's going to affect the, the world food supply. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you and I do hope, and I'm cautiously optimistic, but, you know, the price the Ukrainian people are going to have to pay, uh, it, it, terrible. It, it's terrible and it's, I wish there was some way that we were set up so that we could stop somebody like Putin. I mean, what are you supposed to do about a psychopathic madman who's a dictator? They're always trouble. And, you know, I mean, how do you deal with them? And this, I think, I do agree that this is, I think what we're doing, and because I'm saying this with very limited knowledge, I'm certainly not a war expert or anything, but I do trust Biden. He's, you know, like you were saying, the competency is... I'm so grateful for it. And it's beyond that. It's just, he's been in government forever. He knows everybody. He knows every, he knows every committee. He knows everything. So of all the people, mm. you know, I mean, I, I would feel confident if Hillary Clinton were leading. Um, but you know, with Joe Biden and his particular experience, he's, I'm, I'm grateful that he's the one in charge right now and that it's not that. Yeah. Steady hand. Yeah. Not that. You just want a steady hand. hand. You, yeah. Right. You, you want a steady hand, you want a steady, steady leadership, uh, someone who's going to be straight, someone who's going to be, he's going to be honest about what's happening, uh, about the threat that we're facing, um, and then who's not going to overreact to anything mm-hmm. or act, you know, and, and I think that's the thing, and that's what Biden has been pretty good, you know, he's, act, he's everything he's done has been very even-handed, very yeah. even-tempered, and he's, he's not backing down from Putin, right. um, but he's, but he's not escalating either, and I think that this is this is how you do it. This is how you play it. You know, mm-hmm. like P- Putin is—he's banking on everyone being frightened of him, um, and to a degree, like you know, yeah, like for sure, like he's a psychopath. Psychopath, yeah. psychopath fucking scary. Yeah. He understands what he understands the language of force. Like that's it. That he doesn't understand. He only respects force, and he only understands force. Yeah. He only under- and his power, and that's it. But there's soft power and there's hard power, you know, and and psychopaths aren't usually very good at soft power. Yeah. Um, y- you know, and and Biden is good at soft power, right? So this is, you know, it's like a a a, a boxing match, right? This is like um, um, Rumble in the Jungle, right? This is uh, George Foreman versus uh, Muhammad Ali, and um, you know, Muhammad Ali's strategy was to let George Foreman punch himself out for he, he spent seven rounds on the ropes. I spent eight rounds on the ropes with George Foreman wailing on him. Hmm. Um, and Ali just sat back on the ropes, uh, you know, hit, hit him back um, on occasion. But he, he essentially let Foreman punch himself out. Mm-hmm. And then in the eighth round, um, he didn't need to do that much. A couple of taps and Foreman was out. 
Yeah. You know, because he punched, he punched himself out and he had no energy <laughs> left. So I feel like this is the, this is the, the strategy that the, that we need to employ here is to let Putin burn himself out, right? You, yeah. you know, you make this as costly, as costly for yeah. him as possible. You make the Ukrainians, you give the Ukrainians everything they need to survive, everything they need to fight, right? And you draw the Russians in and you let them wail on you until they have nothing left. Right. And then you negotiate. And mm-hmm. then you say, okay, like, now we can talk, right? right? Mm-hmm. Now your, 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 your forces are spent. Like, we've, your economy is finished, right? You know, then, then we can have a negotiated settlement that's, yeah. that's workable for everybody. Well, right now, you know, that's what Putin wants. Putin wants to, he wants to gain leverage, right? Which yes. means do as much damage as possible, create leverage so that then you can negotiate from a stronger position. Yeah. Um, Ukrainians are not giving him that. No. The Ukrainians are saying, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're going <laughs> to, we, you know, like that works both ways. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, I, I feel like nobody that the nuclear war is obviously like what everyone's really worried about. Um, but I, I'm I'm almost certain that somebody around Putin is going to put a bullet in his head um, if he wow. gets to that. Yeah. Well, why I, would they would sacrifice yourself for that bastard? No way. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if there is a rise up from uh, whether it's the oligarchs or the people or whatever. And I think there is a good possibility that could happen. And I'm hopeful for it because it, it's just, you know, I mean, I, I, I've been doing this pol- politics thing for quite some time, not, not as long as Bob or maybe you, I don't know. But I've been doing it at least since 2012 out in the world, putting my voice out there. And I've never had this experience. Uh, I mean, as much as the GOP is horrible, um, it's it's not been like this. This is hard for me to deal with. Psychologically speaking, it's just I've had yeah. moments of, of real fear. Real. I mean, the other night I was sitting here and I was sitting in the living room and I had the window open and I guess it was a helicopter, but it didn't I couldn't hear a chopper. So I just heard this mm-hmm. noise from the sky and it, it was getting louder and louder and it was like. Aim, it felt like it was, you know, aiming to my home. I was like, what the fuck? Wow, and, it was, yeah. and it was really, I'd never heard it that loud. And the first thing I thought of, the first ex- like feeling I had was fear because I thought, oh my God, you know, the first thing I thought was Russia. Is this some kind of bomb? And I, I on some level, I kind of knew it wasn't, but it didn't matter because it was just where my mind initially went. And, and then just as, and, like, it got so close and so loud to where Bob was in the other room and I, I, I was like, Bob! <laughs> and, you know, just as I said that, it started to go in the other direction. And, and I was like, <sighs> but I mean, that's, you know, that's where we are. We're at this place right now where our nerves are shot and we're all so stressed out. We're all dealing with the COVID fatigue. We're all dealing with just the fatigue of, of divided country and anger and all of that. And it's just, it's just too much. And so, you know what? This is a perfect time to break from the the political conversation and get into these questions because they're fun, and it'll just be a fun way to end the show because it's like, oh my god, I can't. Like, Let's do it. Let's do it. Sick of war. Let's okay. So these questions are: you're supposed to just the first thing that comes to your mind, you give an answer. Don't think too hard about it. And so we'll start with the first one, which is: what is your favorite word? 
Floxynoxynihilipilification. <laughs> what the fuck is that word? I never heard that word. What is that word? <laughs> <laughs> the longest word in the English language. Say it again. Floxynoxynihilipilification. Wow. And what does it mean? I've got no idea. <laughs> All right. What is your least favorite word? Uh, my least favorite word would be, um, that's a good question. That's a damn good question. <laughs> What's my least favorite word? Um, it would have to be something like, um, yeah, like squid, like mushy or squishy, squishy. <laughs> Squishy. Because <laughs> it's not a real word, right? It's like not a word, you know? It's just, I don't know what I mean. It's like, I don't know. It just it's not bugs a word. you. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Emotionally. Which, which one? Like, but all of them? Or yeah, well, just like, like, you know, pick one. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Like, what turns you on outside of your wife? <laughs> uh. You know what? I I got to say, like being in a in a in a um, in a in a forest hmm. awakens like a sort of yeah. If I if I'm in a forest in spring or in the summer, uh, hmm. birds and there are it like awakens a kind of a um a lot of my kind of well yeah. It's like emotional, spiritual yeah, yeah all of the above actually. I okay. would say like I love being in in forests. Okay. That's my that's my thing. All right, what turns you off? Shopping malls. <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? Uh, can I say it? I can't really say it. You can say anything on this show. Well, it's very British. If I use the C word, like like in England, it's like a term right. of endearment as well. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's different over there. It's got a different like, connotation over in England, so that's fine. It, it has a different connotation, right? And, and, and so it's kind of like you call your friend, you know, if you yeah. call your friend one. Right. It's, it's kind of actually a term of affection, you know? So you <laughs> yeah. can you kind of interchange it with being like, <laughs> so oh, you know, that person's a, a C word. Right. Or like, oh, yeah, come on, you know, come on, you see, whatever. So, like, <laughs> it means something different, so I'm very mindful of that right. when I'm talking to Americans. Yeah. No, I, it's not. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not, yeah, you don't use that. But yeah, but otherwise, fuck, you know. That's, that's <laughs> exactly. Comes in a good second. <laughs> so, what sound or noise do you love? Sound or what I love? I love. Um, my, my coffee pot goes. My espresso maker. <laughs> The sounds of your espresso maker. Okay. What noise, sound or noise do you hate? Anything to do with construction. Huh, me too. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, in, in hypothetically or like imaginatively or like anything. in reality? Go, anything. Either anything. Oh, oh. My, I would love to be a box. I would love to have been a pro boxer. Huh. Well, that's not a, surprising. World yeah, anyone who follows you sees your gym photos. That's not surprising. Um, what profession? Would I don't you... want to get punched in the head though. So, 
<laughs> what profession would you not like to do? A lawyer. And last question. Anything to do with the legal system. <laughs> I don't blame you. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, it would probably be him, him um, affectionately calling me the C word. <laughs> Great answer. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> I won't say it, but I can just hear it in my head. <laughs> um, well, that was fun. Yeah, I like – definitely this is kind of a fun thing. So we'll see. What, I want to know, everybody, what you think. Did you like that? Would you like for me to come up with my own questions to ask guests and shows that way or have a little separate show? So anyway, thank you, Ben, for this conversation. I always enjoy talking to you. But, of course, before I let you go, tell everybody where they're going to find you. So please uh, – yeah, so the newsletter, basically. I run – we – do have a newsletter which is published every day um, with uh, myself, Bob, and um, Justin Rosario. It's at thebanter.substack.com. Um, you can subscribe to it. We've got free or paid versions, so just subscribe for free. You'll get kind of a flavor of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be awesome. Um, I think we probably some pretty good stuff. I'm biased, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can follow me at The Daily Banter on Twitter. And, awesome. um Yeah, you can see me ranting on Twitter. <laughs> well, I put those, and then also you've got your podcast, which is what is that every Friday or Thursday? Uh, podcast comes out every Sunday. Okay. Um, the Banter Roundtable podcast. You can, I think, you can subscribe to that on iTunes or on on, on, on Spotify. You can just search for the Banter Roundtable, um, and then also, but we, you know, we deliver it in the newsletter as well. So, gotcha. so if you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll get you'll get the updates to the podcast as well. So that's good. That's good fun. We have we have a good we have a good laugh on that as well every week. Okay, well, and uh, the information for the newsletter and your Twitter handle are in the Patreon description of my show. Also, you can find me on Twitter, author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. My books are on Amazon. Reviews are great. Thank you again, Ben. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, Kimberly. Take care and love to your kids and your beautiful wife. (laughs) Thank you very much. All right, bye-bye.